Oh, so this is, radio. <clears throat> Trump has argued who is January Jones? She is not a young, beautiful, talented actress on Mad Men. She is not an older, gorgeous, exotic dancer from the Johnny Carson Show. She is an author, and she wrote, Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th Commandment, that reached number one at Amazon.com. She is a reality TV golf personality with World High Stakes Golf televised on HDNet. She is a humorist and winologist expert. She is your featured host today on January Jones sharing success stories. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh and listen to Ms. Jones with her eclectic roster of guests as you learn life's lessons. These stories plus sharing equals success. Welcome and remember, beware, because you are entering the no whining world of January Jones. Doesn't make me feel good. No. Okay. Hello, There's everyone. I'm January Jones, and I would like to welcome you to our show. Before we begin, I'd like you to meet my co-host. This is Ginger Ale. She's our new puppy, and she's going to help me co-host my show with the opening and at the closing, so you'll get to see her again. Now, for my listeners, let me ask you a question. Would you like to learn more about what it's like to be an author, what it's like to be a speaker, or a motivational coach? Tell me, have you ever wondered what it would be like to be a real radio personality? Do you wish you could meet someone who has worked with Mary Wilson of the Supremes? Yes, the Supremes. Now, are you ready to make some big changes in your life and get some really helpful lessons? If you can answer yes or maybe to any of these questions, then you are in the right place. And I would like to welcome you to January Jones sharing success stories. Now, it's time to relax, sit back, get, go get some wine, get some cheese and crackers, and you can join me in the No Wine Zone. Now, let me tell you a little bit about my guest today. He is a motivational speaker. He's an award-winning author, and he's an award-winning radio personality, too. His first book, One Door Closes, Overcoming Adversity by Following Your Dreams, was published in 2013 and is currently being adapted to a documentary film that will be due out in 2023. His second book, Reflections of a Love Supreme, Motown Through the Eyes of Fans, was named Best Music Book by the National Indie Excellence Award. Every Wednesday morning, you can hear Motown Tom, as he's now called, on WCUW, where he hosts the Motown Jukebox, spinning the very best of the Motown sound and some of the really, really juicy stories behind the music. Today, it's my pleasure to welcome to our show, Motown Tom Ingracias. Hi, Tom. How are you doing today? Hi, January. I'm fine. How are you doing? Oh, great. It's so exciting to have you back and help me start up my first live TV talk network podcast. 
I'll be doing this live now every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. So just go to TalkPoreTV.com every week throughout the next coming year. Tom, it was nice to have you back with us and share your many success stories again. Let's begin. I'm curious to know, how have you managed to get through the pandemic? Well, first of all, January, I have to, I have to say this is exciting for me too, because you and I have known each other for almost a decade now, and this is the first time we're seeing each other face to face. Oh my gosh, I never it's, Because it's only, been on the, it's only been on the radio before, so we're seeing each other face to face for the first time <laughs> since yeah. we've known each other. <laughs> this is really fun. You're looking good. <laughs> as, as are you. Thank you. <laughs> well, to, to, to your question, mm-hmm. uh, the, the pandemic was, it, it was an interesting time for me in so many ways. Uh, for, for me, it, it didn't impact my life as much as it impacted some people's lives because I work from home to begin with. So, you know, so I didn't, so I didn't have to make that transition Uh, that, you know, that, so from that perspective, it really was not that different for me where the pandemic did have a, a major impact on my work is that we were about a year into filming the documentary based on one door closes and of course we had to totally shut down production for about 18 months which 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 put us behind schedule we ended up losing some grant funding um that that uh that we could have had the biggest impact though is that um as you as you may know mary wilson was going to provide the narration for the documentary, oh, and of yeah. course we couldn't. And of course we couldn't. We couldn't film her segments and and the narration until we were further into the production. And sadly, very unexpectedly, Mary died in February of 2021 before we could even begin filming her, uh, filming her her segments of the documentary. In fact, um, she and I had just been talking four days before she died to set up, to start to set up the schedules and to, to, to get her part of the documentary in progress. So, so it was an, it was an interesting time for me. Um, and, and also in the midst of all that, um, I was one of the fortunate ones who, who did not contract COVID. However, in the midst of the pandemic, I ended up in the ICU for five days because I developed sepsis. And and so um, I did I did come very close to dying during the pandemic, but uh, or several surgeries and several hospitalizations later, I'm back to my former self, uh, or, or not former self, even a better self. I'm back to my better self. <laughs> oh, wonderful! Well, Tom, before we go into the rest of the interview, we're going to take a short, short break. And I'm going to share with everyone some information about my book, Thou Shalt Not Wine, The Eleventh Commandment. Have you ever met someone who was unforgettable? Someone who has touched your heart and soul? People who have faced difficult problems? People who have struggled to find solutions? People who fearlessly shared their stories? People who have not only informed you, but inspired you. People who have priceless personalities. I have been fortunate to host an internet radio talk show called January Jones Sharing Success Stories. And it has been my privilege to interview hundreds of guests. My guests have shared their stories, 
their struggles, their secrets, and their successes in their own words. In this book, we're talking about people dealing with problems such as incest, molestation, runaway kids, child abuse, drug abuse, polygamy, unemployment, scandal, and starting over. Then there are my guests dealing with difficult physical struggles such as blindness, cancer, and birth defects that are beyond traumatic. My guests have all been exciting, eclectic, and energizing. They have amazed, amused, and even astonished me. I have adored getting to meet them, and I adore sharing them with you. Lately, there's a whining epidemic in our world. People are even whining about whining. Are you sick and tired of listening to everyone whining all the time? So was January Jones, the author of Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment that reached number one at Amazon.com. Ms. Jones based her book on a survey of the top 10 things that people whine about at all ages and all stages of life. January is a success coach that can tell you how to help others. When you buy Thou Shalt Not Whine, the 11th commandment, you'll find out what people whine about and how to stop them from whining. This is the perfect gift book to give or get for any occasion. Thou Shall Not Whine was voted the best gift to be given anonymously for those special people in your life. Ms. Jones is an internationally known author in the style of Irma Bombeck, specializing in housewife humor with her book being published in Korea and China. You can find Thou Shall Not Wine at Amazon.com. Welcome back. This is January Jones with my wonderful guest, Tom Sassia, who is visiting with us today. And I can tell you, Tom is not a whiner because he is a true winner. <laughs> Tom, before we go on, let's share your contact information and share with our listeners where they can get your books, and also how they can listen to your radio show. All right. Well, uh, the best way to to connect with me, January, is through my website, which is ingraciaproductions.com, and there's a a link uh, where people can connect with me via email at ingraciaproductions.com. That also has um, my upcoming speaking schedule and the the schedule of my radio shows. my books, both books, One Door Closes, Overcoming Adversity by Following Your Dreams, and Reflections of a Love Supreme are both available from Amazon, but they also are both available on the website as well. And if you order through the website, I'll even sign the book for you. Oh, okay. That's a great idea. It's a wonderful gift, and I have both the books, and they're marvelous. Well, of course, you're in One Door Closes. You're one of the, you're one of the 16 guides in that book to uh to help people find their way through the maze of life so uh that's that's uh, i'm i'm so thrilled with that you know that we have that connection as well yeah we can both pat each other on the shoulder (laughs) um and then on and then on on wednesdays uh my my radio show the motown jukebox uh, yes on wednesdays i morph into motown tom and uh I'm on WCUW 91.3 FM in Worcester, Massachusetts, and the show airs live from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. So I'm on for I'm on for four hours and four hours of live radio. Wow! Is, yes, 
but you know, but I get to I get to to spin all the all these wonderful Motown songs, and as you said in the intro, I tell the stories behind the music, and people can listen online at wcuw.org forward slash listen, and again, it's Wednesdays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. Great. Well, you know, before I went on hiatus, I was doing uh, six shows a week. Wow. Live. And the thought of doing four hours in a row is really <laughs> amazing. Now, when you talk about your career, would you share with us uh, if there was anyone in particular who you credit or helped you become successful? There are, there are so many people, but I... I have to honestly say, January, that um, I wouldn't be sitting here today talking with you, and I wouldn't have accomplished all the things that I have accomplished uh, in life were it not for the inspiration of, of Mary Wilson. She really has been, was, and, and continues to be the most inspirational person in my life because she's the one who really taught me to believe in myself and to believe in my dreams. Um, you know, you, you know my story very well. I, I fell in love with the Supremes back in 1964 when I was 11 years old. And when I saw them on Ed Sullivan that, that first time in, in, in December of 1964, you know, I was 11 years old, but I said to my mother, I'm going to meet them someday. Yeah. Um, sure, yeah, right, sure. Of course, you know, I'm, this, I'm this little white bread boy living in upstate New York. But, you know, but, but something, something about their persona just touched the very depths of my soul and I knew that I wanted to connect with, with, uh, with, with that aura somehow. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I finally met Mary Wilson for the first time in 1972. I was 19 years old and in college, and I interviewed her for a project I was working on. Oh, okay. She, she saw something in me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she saw potential, whatever. And she kind of took me under her wing and nurtured me. And, and then eventually in 2000, she actually offered me a job. And I mean, that was my dream. That was my dream come true. And that really was the start of everything. Before that, I'd worked in higher education. I, was in, I worked in higher education for 25 years. But I always knew there was always this, this showbiz thing sort of calling to me and pulling, pulling at me. And, and uh, once I started working for Mary, doors started opening. Uh, that's when I, I really decided to go into the, the motivational business because all my colleagues in higher education kept saying to me, well, you actually made your dreams come true. Yeah. You have to get out there and start telling people how you did that, how you've achieved these things, mm -hmm. because we all want to do that too. And so that was the genesis of my motivational speaking work. Mm -hmm. yeah. The motivational speaking work then led to writing the first book, One Door Closes, which is about people who had to overcome really adverse life situations in order to live into their dreams. Yeah. And, then the, and then the radio show came along in 2014. And uh, when I was offered the opportunity to do the radio show on WCUW, that again, that was a childhood dream of mine. You know, I grew up in, I grew up uh, outside of New York City and I listened to all those great uh, New York DJs growing up. And I always said, I want to be just like cousin Brucie and I want to be just like uh, Herb Oscar Anderson and, and, and Chuck Leonard and Dan Ingram mm -hmm. and here all of a sudden 50 years later there I had the opportunity <laughs> and I didn't know I, I, I didn't know if I could do it and what, what did I do as I do with did with so many life decisions 
I, I got in touch with Mary and I said, Mary, they want me to do a radio show. I don't know if I can do it. And she said, you can do it. You know, this, this is your dream. You take, you take this and you make it your own. So, so she really is the person who taught me to, to, to live into my dreams, to believe in my dreams, and to believe that my dreams could come true no matter how fantastical mm-hmm. they were. What an amazing mentor to have. Uh, you're so lucky. I, I had Mary on my show, as yes. you know, with you. And that show, even in reruns, gets some of the highest ratings I've ever had. Uh, she and I were both from uh, Detroit, Motown, right, yeah. girls, Motown girls. But uh, she went on and had a much different career path so successful. I mean, those gals, they were just in their teens when it all happened for them, weren't they? They, they were. They were They were 16 when they signed their first Motown recording contract. Um, and, and, uh, but, but, you know, I, I'm not the only one who benefited from, from Mary's mentoring. She had an innate ability to see in others, especially to see in young people, what we didn't, couldn't see in ourselves. And she had an ability to bring those talents and those skills out and to help us to realize our full potential. And she did that for so, so many young people along, along the way. I mean, she, she, I I would say that that was even more than, than her singing. That was her greatest gift, her, her nurturing of young people's um, aspirations and her ability to see, see those things in us and bringing people together because the people that I've met through Mary Wilson are lifelong friends. Yeah. And so many people that, that I would never have had the opportunity to meet. Uh, so, so she, she played a, a major role in my life. Now, having said that, I mean, obviously my parents were very influential because even when they didn't understand what I was doing, even when they thought I was, I was, uh, kind of crazy and not really knowing what I was, what I was doing. They always supported me and said, you know, you, you do whatever, whatever you need to do, you do that. Um, and, and my wife, Barbara, because when Mary Wilson offered me that job, um, you know, I was, I was working at the university. I had to make a decision. Do I give up this secure job with benefits to go off into the unknown? Um, and, and, you know, Barbara said, I know, this is your dream. You have to you have to pursue this, and I'll do whatever I need to do to help you to get there. So, so you know, I, I I've had all along the way, every step of my journey, I've had people who uh, you know were were there to kind of support me and to kind of push me forward even when I had doubts. Yeah, and it's such a wonderful success story. Um, Tom, before we go on, uh, when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more with you about the documentary. But right now, I'd like my listeners to learn a little bit about who killed Kennedy. Who do you think had the money, the means, and the motive to commit the perfect crime of the last century? Let me ask you a question. Are you still wondering who killed Kennedy? Over 50 years later, the assassination is still a mystery. It is unfinished business for our country. Now, get ready for a theory that you've never heard before, but will make more sense than any other conspiracy theory that you've ever heard in the past. January Jones speaks the unspeakable in her book, Jackie, Ari, and Jack. 
The Tragic Love Triangle, connecting Jackie and Aristotle Onassis romantically prior to JFK's assassination. Did you know that Ari was Jackie's guest in the White House during the JFK funeral? He was the only non-family member who was invited by Jackie to stay there during the funeral. Aristotle Onassis was one of the wealthiest men in the world, with the means, the motive, and the money to order an assassination that was the perfect crime of the last century. Ari needed class, and Jackie needed cash. They were perfect for each other. Now, what is Camelot? It is but another tragic love triangle. Jackie, Ari, and Jack is available at JanuaryJones.com, Amazon.com, and Audiobooks.com, read by Ms. Jones. My guest, Tom Ingracia, sharing, he's now known as Motown Tom. Tom, <laughs> tell us briefly a little bit about the documentary, and I know you had some postponement, but it will come out in 2023. And then I want to hear more about your radio show. All right. Well, um, January, the, the documentary, again, is, is another one of those dream come true projects in, in my life because uh, when, when Jared and I first wrote One Door Closes back in 2013, and again, the book itself uh, profiles 16 people from all walks of life, um, who overcame seemingly insurmountable obstacles to achieve their dreams. And, you know, much like some of your books, there are people who dealt with um, really life-threatening uh, illnesses, unemployment, homelessness, uh, drug addiction, depression, child, uh, 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 not child abuse, but uh, bullying. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. and uh, when the book came out, we knew that there was, that there was power in those stories. Yeah. And I said to Jared right from the start, we need to make this into a documentary film to make it available to, to more people. Um, it, it, you know, and it's taken us almost 10 years to get to this point. But um, we finally, about four years ago, found the right woman to direct the movie. Oh, wow. uh, Anna, Anna Walsh is our director. And interestingly, Anna knows one of the people in the book and out of the blue one. And I, I had, I had interviewed several other potential directors. Um, and I just, I couldn't find a person that I felt was the right fit for how we wanted this project to move forward. Mm -hmm. Out of the blue, I get this call several years ago uh, okay. from Anna and, and she said, you know, I know Corey, and Corey tells me that, that you're making a documentary based on One Door Closes. I want to, you know, I want to direct a documentary. Do you think we could work together? And within five minutes, I knew she was the one. Oh. And, yeah. And, and, and she and I, we work so well together. Uh -huh. What we've done with the documentary is yeah. um, we've pulled four of the stories from the documentary. And so the center of the documentary itself is going to be called one door closes Corey's courage oh. and, and and Corey Verano is uh, a, a one of the people in the book obviously when she was 12 years old she was diagnosed with cancer in her femur and so her story is about her journey from 12 years old to adulthood um, you know how when she was a child she thought she was going to die she you know she really yeah. didn't she had a future she is now um, she, she's an adult 
she is a she's a physician because she just wanted to go into the medical field to help others the way she was helped and finally about three years ago she made the decision to simply have that leg amputated because she had had 25 or 30 surgeries because the 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 the, uh, the, the bones kept breaking and finally she just said I want to be able to do things that I've never been able to do in my life. So her story is so inspiring. So hers is the centerpiece of the documentary, mm-hmm. um, but also featured in the documentary is going to be uh, Ken McDonald, who mm-hmm. suffered a traumatic brain injury when he was in a bicycling accident. Yeah. She's Sherry. Yes. Yes. Ken, yes. Ken was on the show. Uh-huh. Sherry Payne. She, Cherry also was on the show with you. Sherry mm-hmm. Payne, formerly of the Supremes. Yeah. And, you know, you would think that someone like Sherry Payne would would have supreme confidence in herself, mm-hmm. all the things she's achieved. But she has battled depression her entire life really? because of something that her father said to her when she was a child, oh, and she didn't win a talent competition. And oh. he said, you, were, you weren't very good. You're not really good enough. Oh dear. And so she has had to deal with that her whole life. And so even when she was at the height of her success with the Supremes, she never felt that she was worthy of that success. Oh, that's uh, and, so, and so she shares her story. And then June Montero from the group, the 60s group, The Toys. And June has been on the show as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and June shares her story of battling throat cancer. And of course, for a singer, throat cancer is, I mean, that's the most devastating diagnosis you can get. But mm-hmm. she it. she's back out performing with with her group, and uh, so so they're all four really powerful stories mm-hmm. of overcoming and of success and of hope and of healing, yeah. and and so they're well, going to be. Let me okay. ask you a question, Tom. With uh, Mary passing, uh, yeah. who is going to be the narrator now? Have you found someone else? Well, I I have someone in mind. I, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say right now because it, it's going to be kind of a, a a surprise, and we haven't worked out the details. I'm going to do, I've decided I'm going to do some of the narration okay. myself. Okay, good. Um, but we've also decided that we're not we're not going to have a lot of narration. We really want the stories to tell themselves. Okay. And and the other good thing that came from the the pandemic shutdown is it gave Anna and I a chance to take a step back and look at the direction we were taking the documentary. And we have completely shifted the focus because originally all four of the stories were going to be integrated. Okay. And we were kind of struggling with fitting all the stories together. So now they're going to be four standalone stories. So it's going to be a four chapter documentary. Okay. And it really, and it really works that much better because it allows each story to be told more fully and for the focus to be on that story at the time rather than shifting back and forth from story to story to story. So, so it, it really, it, it really is going to be a, 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 a film that is going to be inspiring and give people hope. And, you know, right now in this world we're living in, we need, a, we need all the hope we can get. That that's for sure, and uh, Tom, when you get closer to the premiere, I definitely want to have you back, and I want to have your four stars of the documentary back, so we that's can share that with my listeners. 
Um, now, switching topics. Tell me about this Motown Tom experience. <laughs> well, well, I'm really impressed. Four hours a day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, well, only only on Wednesdays. I only do it one day a week. But one four day. hours, one day is is a, yeah. is a lot. But uh, you know, as, as as you know, January, I I yeah. grew up listening to the music of Motown, and you know, and it is it is the music that inspired everything that I that I've done in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I said earlier in the show, I always wanted to have my own radio show. Um, and it wasn't until um, nine years—I've been doing the show now for nine years. It wasn't until it wasn't until nine years ago. So I was in my late fifties. And it's interesting how the opportunity for the, for the Motown jukebox on WCUW came about because I was at WCUW doing an, an interview on one of the, their shows about One Door Closes. And the interview was over, and I was getting up to leave the studio, and it just so happened that um, the station director, Troy Tyree, was running the soundboard that day. And I'm, as I'm leaving the studio, he said, no, no, Tom, wait, hold on, wait a minute, sit back down. He said, would you like to have your own radio show? And I looked at him and I said, well, only since I was 11 years old. And and he said, I need someone to take over the Wednesday morning uh, nine to one slot. Would you be interested? And I said, when can I start? (laughs) And and that was it. So that was was in late November. And I did my first show uh, the first week of January of 2014. Oh, wow. so I've been doing it for nine years now. Now, I, I have to tell you, it, it, it's been quite an evolution because the, the first year or so, um, you know, I was still so nervous. And that, that, first, that first show, I mean, I was sure I was going to wreck the equipment, that I wasn't going to know what I was doing. Um, but I, you know, another one of the DJs came in and sat with me to make sure that I didn't screw anything up. Sure. But for about the first year or so, I went into the studio every Wednesday with every word scripted yes everything that came out of my mouth was was scripted uh-huh. now um you know, i have i have my playlist so i know what songs i'm going to play uh-huh. but i don't script any any of my dialogue what comes out of my mouth is what comes out of my mouth 